nutrition model, Today we learn from a very technical concept, the, the fifth method of extrapolation from the Torah that Rabbi Ishmael enunciates. This is the method called where the Torah gives us a general idea and then a specific idea and then a general idea later, very technical, that we have in our Gemara today. We're going to learn a foundational principle about nutrition and, uh, and the way that one needs to eat. Back in 1945, an ordinary man from Tel Aviv made a trip to Yerushalayim. In those days, that was not, not a simple trip. Uh, in order to see the, the Geir Rebbe of the time, the Imre Emes, who was the son of the, of the Sfas Emes. And he said to him, I'm thinking of taking my son out of yeshiva and sending him to get an education because we're finding Parnassah difficult. And the uh, Geir Rebbe answered to him, you need education. You've got Meiser Sheni and Meiser Behema. Uh, you've got the tithing of the, the secondary tithing that we have in the, in the Torah. And he didn't know what the Rebbe meant and after coming out of the Rebbe's office, he spoke to the Rebbe's son, who later became known as the uh, Beis Yisrael. Uh, the Beis Yisrael was a gay Rebbe who I had the privilege of, of meeting several times. And when you met him, it was like meeting an, a, a person from another world. Uh, he was just able to look at you and you felt he was penetrating right through you and could see everything there was to know about you. An amazing experience. Anyway, he asks the Beis Yisrael what his father, the Imre meant. And the Beis Yisrael learns the principles of Maeser Sheni, which is a topic of our Gemara. And, uh, and you'll see in that what, what the Rebbe really meant. And I'm... Uh, uh, and, and we understand it. So the, the laws of Maeser Sheni is after giving Maeser to the Kohen and Truma and, uh, to the Kohen, Maeser to the Levi, and Truma Samaeser, you still have to take a secondary Maeser, another tithe, but this tithe you don't give away. You and your family can enjoy that tithe, but it has to be done in Yerushalayim. We have a parashi in Bechukotai and another one in Re'e. In Bechukotai we're told, V'chol ma'aseh ha'aretz, mizeh ha'aretz, mipri ha'etz, and all of the tithe of the land and the seeds of the land and the fruit of the land, um, who belongs to Hashem, Kodesh Hashem, it's holy for Hashem. And Rashi says that's talking about Ma'aseh Sheni, the second type of tithe. And then in Parashat A, we have again more details as to what to do with it. You've got to eat it in front of Hashem. Um, and you, you can, you, the, the reason for doing that, the Torah actually gives us the reason for the mitzvah, which is unusual. And it says, madli Hashem kol So that you'll learn how to fear Hashem elokim, the Hashem your God, all of your days. Um, and then we're told that if it's difficult for you to take the food to Yerushalayim and spend it in Yerushalayim, then you can transfer it into cash and you can take the cash to Yerushalayim and you can use the cash to purchase in Yerushalayim. What can you purchase? The Torah says, Here we have a klal, a general principle. You can buy whatever you want, whatever you're craving. And that might imply you can buy a Porsche, you can buy an apartment in Yerushalayim. No, says the Torah, anything you want in the category of cattle and, and sheep and wine and beer, wine made from grapes, beer made from, from dates. So now you've got a specific itemization of what you can spend the money on. That's the Prat. And then it goes on and generalizes again, says, whatever you want, whatever your, your soul wants. You shall eat it there before Hashem and you shall rejoice you and your family. Um, Rashi makes it clear 
that from the, the first Pasuk that we learned, La Shemhu, and this is important about Maise Sheni, and it's in Maise Sheni that we're actually going to learn the model of, of nutrition, of, of a completely different approach to nutrition. Uh, and Rashi says, Kna'o Hashem, Meiser Sheni is not a tithe that you take off your food, of your produce, and give it to Hashem, so to say, or send it to Yerushalayim. Meiser Sheni never belonged to you. It belongs to Hashem. And from His table, He offers it to us, invites us to participate in His food, at his table, of his meal, and to eat that in Yerushalayim. So it's a different category of food and of Kedushah. And the Rambam Paskins at L'Halacha, that Maeser Sheni Mamon Gavahu, Maeser Sheni is money that belongs to Hashem. You can't use it for Kedushin, you can't use it to marry a woman with, you can't trade with it. It's, uh, it, it's Hashem's property. And when it comes to the reasoning for this, as we said, the Torah itself gives us the reasoning, and the Ramban and the Sefer Achinuch expand on that. And the Ramban says, Those Kohanim and the judges that sit there in Yerushalayim, that reside there, and you'll interact with them, and you'll meet them, and you'll eat with them, they teach the Torah, and they'll teach you the way of, of, of Yerah. Uh, and so it brings you to that. And it's a little bit difficult to understand. Why is the need to, to take mice? Or what does that got to do with the agricultural law of taking uh, this tithe and taking it to Yerushalayim? Why doesn't the, the Torah just say, you've got to spend a certain amount of time in Yerushalayim studying Torah? Why is it done this way? And we'll see there's a specific learning that has to take place in Yerushalayim. And the Sefer Achinuch as well, a very classical Sefer Achinuch in Mitzvah Shin Samach, uh, which I've quoted here so that you have it available. Also, there's the importance of experiencing that contact uh, with the Gedolei Israel, with the great teachers of Israel in Yerushalayim, and what impact that has on the families around the country and on the centrality of Torah learning uh, around the country. Now, let's try and understand the linkage between this law of going to study in Yerushalayim to learn Yerushalayim and, and the law of, uh, of Maishasheni. And it all revolves around a deeper understanding of this klalu prato klal. Because Agamora says on Lamed Hay, where do we know from this, how, how the, uh, the, where do we know the application of this principle of klalu prato klal, a generality, a specific, and then a generality again, where do we see it applied in this way? And the Gemara brings the Brysa based on this very pasuk that we've just learned. You shall um, spend the money on whatever you want. Klal, that's a generality. Cattle and sheep and wine and beer, that's prat, that's a, a specific list. And then again, anything you want, the Torah goes on and includes it all in a broader category. When the Torah does that, then the application of it is to a group, a set of objects that is wider than the set of specifics listed, but not as wide as the generality. And what you have to do is you have to look at the common denominator of the specifics listed, and you can expand the list to anything else that shares that common denominator. That's the principle of Klalu Prato Klal. So for example, Maha Prat Mufurash Primi Privigidule Karka, if you look at the list, you'll see it's fruit from fruit that grows on the ground. 
So anything that is in that category is included. And Tosfat explains um, that excludes fish, for example, which do not grow on the, on the ground. They are pre-me-pre. They do generate their own uh, generations. They do regenerate themselves. They lay eggs and new fish are born, but they're not... Um, they're not, uh, they don't grow in the earth, whereas cattle graze the earth, they eat from the earth, they're nourished from the earth, and that's one of the conditions. must be something that is nourished from the earth, and it must be something that is pre-mipri, and we'll talk about what that means. It excludes chemical things like water and salt, and so, for example, this new meat that is being developed, which is developed chemically and scientifically, and the whole discussion is it fleshy because it's milk. One thing for sure is you can't spend your Maishashani money on it. The Maishashani money has to be spent on something which is pre me, pre vegidule karka. Now, what does that mean? What is this concept of pre me, pre, the idea of fruit from fruits? So it, it's in that that we understand that Maishashani is a model of how to eat spiritually, how to eat in a way that you can access the kudusha of the food that you can access that that which has sanctity in the food. And yes, this is a specific exercise. We take the food, we go to Yerushalayim. But it's the way we eat in Yerushalayim that is a model for the way we should eat everything uh, that we understand. Because eating is interesting. Eating, if, if you think of, of the difference between bracha and klala, blessing and curse, klala is disintegration. When you take a lot and it becomes a little, that's curse, that's klala. When you take something big and it shrinks into something small, that's klala. But bracha is the opposite. When you take something small and it grows and it expands, you start a little business and the business grows and it expands and it becomes super successful, that's bracha. You get married and you start a little family and the family grows and before before long you've got a, a, a beautiful tribe of children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, and, and you realize this little seed has grown from nothing into something so powerful, and these children are all making a difference in the world, and they're all contributing to the world, and all of that is bracha, that's all growth and development, that's what bracha is. Now, food has within itself the capacity both for bracha and klala, because if, if you look at food, what happens when you eat it? It disintegrates, it decays. So that's a kind of a klala thing, and, and you expel most of it, and you only keep a little bit of it. So you take a little, you eat a large volume of fruit, food, and you really only take a small amount from it, which energizes you. Um, but there's also an element in food, which is bracha, because what is food, especially the food used for maishasheni? What is the food used for maishasheni? It's pre-mipri. It's fruit, food which can regenerate itself. So you can eat... Uh, fruit and vegetables, because there's bracha in, in fruit and vegetables. You take a, a, a fruit, you take a, a peach, and you, uh, if, if you planted that peach and the pip germinates and grows, it doesn't produce another peach. It produces hundreds and thousands of peaches. So you start with one and it just grows into thousands because it produces an entire tree, and every year that tree bears its fruit. That's the bracha that is in pre, pru uruvu. It's taking the fruit and multiplying it. That's the meaning of bracha, multiplication, growth, adding value, contribution much more than, than you are. 
an individual. We talked the other day about a person who's able to to re- really hit at a, at a weight that is far beyond his weight. He's being able to have impact that is far beyond his impact. He's able to understand things in Torah that are far beyond his intellect. There are times where there's brocha, where we can access much more greatness than we really are, where we can achieve much greater impact than we really are, when we can grow much more than we than we start with. That's all bracha. And that's represented, that koach, that power of bracha is in organic food and even in, in meat. You've got it. And, and, and again, even in fish, but there, there's another reason why fish is included because my saying is particularly about the land. But the idea that, that animals too, you start with a lamb and the lamb mates with another lamb and then how many lambs does it produce? It doesn't just replace itself. It produces every year. There's another lamb. It produces a, a whole herd of, of lambs or cows or whatever whatever the animal is. So that in the very food that we eat, there is embedded the koach bracha, the ability to multiply, to grow and to add value. And that idea is underlies some of the uh, uh, the meaning perhaps of the the Pre-Tzaddik. The Pre-Tzaddik was written by Rabbi Tzaddik HaKohen. It's a parish on the Torah. Rabbi Tzaddik HaKohen is a Kabbalist. His work is very, very difficult and esoteric. Um, and, and you'll see here that with this principle that we've just developed, one can understand what he's getting at. Because he comments on the Posuk in, in Mishpatim, um, which I've never really noticed before. That, et Hashem If you serve Hashem, et et meimecha, He will bless your food and your water, I will remove disease from you. How will I remove disease from you? By blessing your food. And if I don't bless your food, that means food is the very cause of disease. And we're not here just talking about in the physical sense of if you eat unhealthily, that unhealthy food is the cause of disease. There's something else going on here. There's the concept of bracha, that when there is essential bracha in the food, when you're consuming bracha, that removes disease, that is healthy, that strengthens you, that grows you, that brings growth. But if there isn't bracha in the food, the food can in fact bring disintegration, it can bring deterioration. Uh, and the Reb explains, When you eat and you drink, you're consuming, you're feeding the animal part of you. It's an animal activity. There's no broche in that. It's just a consumption activity. Broche is in contribution, not consumption. And eating is consumption. So what do we do with that? How do we convert our consumption of food into contribution and broche? Says the Reptolech HaKoyim, Maeser is the model. Maeser Shani teaches you how to eat. In the case of Maeser Shani, you take your food to Yerushalayim and you invite Talmidei Chachamim to sit at your table and you eat and you talk about Divrei Torah at your table and you establish relationships, you, you gift to them and, and you incorporate them in your life and you interact in their lives all around the fact that you're now spending time in Yerushalayim and that's where you're, and that's where you're eating. And now your eating becomes something much greater than consumption. Now your eating is about growth, growth in learning, growth in Yerushalayim, growth in relationships with other people, among them very great people, making a contribution to them in spending in Yerushalayim, investing in Yerushalayim and making a contribution to Yerushalayim. One has converted the consumptive act into a contributive act. 
And that's the principle of of Maisa Sheni that we learn. So when the Torah tells us, and the Ramban and the Sefer Achinuch talk about the reason being, that's not talking about general Yirat Shemayim. There are other ways to get that. The Mon, the way we earn our living. There are many ways to get Bitachon and Emunah and Yirat Shemayim. This is talking about Yirat Shemayim while you're eating that the act of eating doesn't become something as material as it would otherwise be, as animalistic as it would otherwise be. But the very act of eating becomes a, an, an act of Yirat Shemaim. It's interesting that on, on Friday night and on Shabbat, we cover the, the bread, or according to the Vilna Gon, you don't even have the bread on the table when you make Kiddush. That, the, that first we sanctify the table, then we bring food onto that mizbah, onto that sanctified table to elevate it and to make our meal something important, something contributive, not consumptive. That's the very essence of it. And then the, um, the, the broche is not necessarily in multiplication from a quantitative perspective. The posik in Pashash Bukhukutaiva, Khaltem Lachmachem Lasova, where the broche is, you will eat your bread to satisfaction, and Rashi brings the Medrash, and the, the, that, that means you can eat a little bit and it satisfies you. Its power of satisfaction is expansive. It's not necessarily that you have more, it's that it satisfies you more. That also is a qualitative act of, of bracha, so much so that the some Sofer Paskins, that even if you've had less than, than the required amount, that you feel satisfied because of this bracha, you have to bench, you have to make, make brachas and you have to bench. Um, even though you haven't eaten the requirement for, for benching because that's about satisfaction and there is the capacity of small amounts to create large degrees of satisfaction. That's the essence of bracha. And so we learn from this klal of prata klal, the idea of pre mi pre, karka, that what, what maisa sheni is, is a model for nutrition. That when we're eating to find a way that our food should be used to, to strengthen us to enable us to make contribution in the world, to have impact in the world, to engage in the world, and not just to be an animalistic act of consumption. Mm-hmm.